Good morning, everybody. This is Dee at Twin Flame Stories Podcast. And guess what? It is episode 45. And I do not have a story ready for you. Because I have been completely overwhelmed. (laughs) I think just like I had said in the last episode that my mind is just, it was so incredibly full of everything. I almost felt like I was losing a grip, you know? So I am slowly, slowly packing away at returning email and getting stories put into documents and editing. So if you have not heard from me, I so apologize that it's taking me this long. I know that it will be okay eventually. It's just going to take me a bit longer than things usually would take me. And I want to say that even though I am going through everything that I am, I really appreciate you guys reaching out and still giving me updates and letting me know how you are, sharing new things about your journey that come along. I don't want you to think that just because I'm struggling to keep up, at answering that I don't read them. I have read them. Sometimes I just don't get to answer you right away. Or even if I didn't get to read it right away, if I read it a week later, it's still amazing. And I love to hear it. And I love to know how you're doing. So I really, really super appreciate it. All right. So for today's podcast, I don't have a story like I said, and I don't have Mary's diary in front of me. I have, I am so unprepared, but I felt really compelled to just come and do the episode because today is year four for me. It today marks the day that I met my twin four years ago. And I feel like it's monumental for me. You know, it's like kind of like the anniversary So I wanted to just pop on and actually over the course of um, reading some emails this morning, there was a couple of interesting questions. One of them was, have I gone through a healing process since meeting my twin? Yes, I think as twins, we don't really have a choice about healing. I think it just automatically comes. You know, we get that bubble phase and what I believe, I believe the perspective is, and I've I've learned this from Jill and Remy, that um, like that bubble phase, the purpose of it is so that we know that this is how it's going to be like that intense, beautiful love part of it. This is how we know it's going to be. So after that, I mean, even during that bubble phase, I was still having, like, I was still being triggered. Um, I always felt like a pest and... You know, it just came down to feeling worthy. And 
I don't, you know, just feeling like I could be open all the time. I don't know if I was just terrified to trigger him. But I didn't know at the time when we met that that's what we were. It took me, like I said before, I know I've said this stuff before, but it took me until he was gone from the picture to understand what was happening to me. So somebody had asked me to, I'll go back to this in a second, but somebody had asked me also, like, does he know that him and I are twins? Um, no, I mean, not, not so much. I don't know how really to explain it. It's not like I've ever said, hey, you're my twin flame, you know? So during, uh, you have to remember that during that bubble phase when we were connected, I didn't know what that even was. So I wouldn't have been able to say that to him. I wouldn't have been able to express that to him. Um, there's some writing that I've done that um, I was in conjunction with, with him. And in that writing, after the fact, after the, he was gone from the picture, it's written into that. And the story I would like to, I'm, I'm editing as I go. I have a lot more to do and I'm going to have to send it away to also to an editor to be professionally done. But once it's done, I'd really like to publish it. So anyway, once the story is done, um, you know, you guys will be able to read it because it'll be published, but he was in conjunction with that. And that story does talk about twins. So he would have had the ability at least to know what the term meant. But then there was also like, because I didn't know what it was yet, but there was definitely times during that bubble phase where he would say something. We didn't talk that much either. You know, we didn't get a lot of connection during that time, but it was still an amazing time. But there would be things when we did connect that he would say that I thought he is so far up on the ladder, so much further on the spiritual ladder than I am. And then other times he would say things to me like, I don't know what you mean by that. And be like really snippety about it, or at least it sounded snippety to me. I might have been misinterpreting it. But... Um, I don't know, like, I would guess, like, we've never had a heart-to-heart -heart about it. And is there a possibility if I said, hey, we're twin flames, he might be like, oh, hell no, we're not. He, he might say that. <laughs> and that's fine. I, I mean, probably wouldn't be fine. I'd probably ball. But um, it is what it is. And I know in my heart what things are. And as crazy as it sounds... It, I just know, and I just have to hold that place for us, even if he were to say, no, I don't understand that, or no, that's not what we are, or if he said, no, I think this person is, I still would hold that space, because I just know. I mean, there's no other way to explain it. I've had so many people share their stories with me that the symptoms are exactly the same. 
um, just, there's just so many things. So I would still hold that space no matter what. Okay, so back to the healing piece. I think after that bubble phase, or like I said, even during that bubble phase where the triggers can come up. So for me, it was, you know, being worthy, trusting. Those are the two big things was being worthy and trusting and really being comfortable in my body, which is really weird because before I met him, I was completely comfortable in my body. I was actually a really good spot physically, mentally, but I had kind of put my spiritual being on the back burner, but I was in a really good spot otherwise. And I felt so comfortable in my body. It was probably one of the first times in my life where I felt so comfortable in my body. But for some reason, there was some wound underneath that still came up when he was in my line of view. And it wasn't anything he did. Like I've said before, he, you know, it's not like he ever said anything to me that would have triggered me that way. It just came up. It was just there. Like I would obsess about how I looked if I knew I was going to bump into him or the possibility of bumping into him. I'd just get obsessed. Even though I had been comfortable five minutes before that and hadn't felt that way. So it's definitely a healing process. Um, I still, I still get triggered, but I can talk myself through it. So we recently went to an event that there was a possibility. I mean, I didn't really think that it would happen, but I thought, well, it's a, a possibility. So I still felt triggered within my body. Like I still felt that like, oh man, if, you know, I just, I didn't feel comfortable in it. I thought I don't, I didn't like the clothes I had on. I felt like I was too big. I felt like I'm too old. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt a lot of things. And I went and stood in front of the mirror after I was dressed and I said to myself, I literally said this out loud. I said, girl, you need to own it. <laughs> and that's how I started out my day. And it did seem to help. So I still do get triggered. And I know that I probably need to be face to face with him a lot more so I can really dig in and heal it all the way. Um, when I think back to like his significant other at this point, and I always try to view it from a point of she's being helpful to me. And I know I've told you guys this before too, but it just feels pertinent right now that she is allowing me space to do what I can do without having that intense energy right up in my face. Like he's always there in my head, in my heart, etc., etc. But there's definitely a difference when we're physically near each other. 
They're, the energy just is so much more intense. And it really is just that, you guys. Like, we always want to put it in terms of being a human. You know what I mean? Like a human experience that, well, it's attraction. I mean, yeah, I guess it's attraction, but if you really take away from that, like just take that word out of there, it's really energy. And that it's not really just attraction, it's energy. This energy that flows, and I have it with other people too, but not like with your twin. And it just is, you know what I mean? So it's so much more intense when we're near each other. And things come up quicker and you know, you really have to be on game. Like, so when they're near you and things are coming up, you, it almost can override your ability to think. I'm sure a bunch of you are going, yep, I know what you're talking about. So we really have to slow our mind down and try to be in that energy without freaking out. I know we talked about this on the last episode too, that, um, well, I don't know if it was last one, maybe the one before, but when we talked about the call that we had all together, which was amazing. Oh, I also have an announcement about getting together. So anyway, um, you know, it seemed like the feminine that was in this call, we were having similar feelings that, we can feel freaked out by the intense energy and it makes us want to run away. I also think that even if the other twin is more masculine, they can feel it too. It just, you know, depends where we're at, at that point. And some males are just ready to go. Um, probably some female twins are just ready to go. Maybe it just depends what side is playing at the time. But, um, Hopefully I didn't get too far off track with it. Anyway, I really feel like she affords me that space to do some healing. And when I think about currently how things are going, I really feel like that situation has allowed me to shift this massive paradigm that I needed to shift without him being the reason, if that makes sense. He isn't the reason why this paradigm shift for me. He's not the reason that I left, I'll put it in air quotations, the cult. He's not the reason that happened. And I think that's healthy and good. And at least in our case, there may be things that you end up shifting because of them directly. And that's okay too. But I think in my case personally that I needed to shift this paradigm without him being close to me. So yes, there's always absolutely healing going on and you can, I think you can speed it up. I want you guys to be really, really careful about who you're looking to, to help you. If you are looking to speed up healing and you're looking for healers, I want you to be really, really careful. I wish that I had a list of people who are, I feel are safe because I think it would be very, very, very easy to get caught up into a cult or 
if you don't get caught up into a cult thing, hopefully none of you ever do. But if you don't get that, I don't want somebody taking your money because they can spin a good story and it's not going to help you. Especially when you're talking about healing, like spiritual healing and energy healing, like you cannot see it happening. You can maybe feel it, maybe, depending on who you have. But I think you have to be careful. I don't want you just dishing out your money to somebody who's fake. And I've seen it happen. Like if you're looking, and and we've talked about this before too, but if you're looking at somebody's website and they're like, hey, this is how much it is. I mean, yes, you can expect that healers are going to need to be reimbursed to some extent um, for their services, especially if they're dedicating their life to that service. I absolutely get that. They do need that to continue their work. Just like here um, on our one year anniversary, which is coming up, I'm going to start season two. And when we start season two, I'll probably start adding advertising because our carrier who puts our podcast out, which is Anchor, they need to make money too. Like that usually in the past, having a podcast costs money to publish. So they're really doing us a huge favor by not charging me money to publish this podcast. So starting in season two, there will be some advertising um, so that po- so that Anchor can be taken care of. So anyway, it's the same thing with healers. Yes, they absolutely do have to be paid, but I just want you to be careful. I guess what I'm saying is like if you go on their website and there's something that triggers you, like for me, I went to a website that somebody had suggested and it, there was only like literally two sentences that I had caught that had caught my eye. The rest of it looks so enticing, you guys. It was so enticing and I've told you the story already, but I was like, oh, this sounds fabulous. And there was two sentences that said, you must, well, probably one, I guess, but a couple of other ones supporting it. But it said, you must have sex with your twin. That's what twins are. And I was like, hello, what? No, it's not always appropriate. And I've told you that before, that sometimes we incarnate into being, you know, sometimes we can even be like um, a family, like a mom and a and a son or a mom and a daughter or a father and a daughter it, that is not appropriate so it's not always about that if we have the opportunity if it's appropriate and we have the opportunity yes it's amazing modality of healing and connecting with the person that we love but it's not always there so anyway when i saw that i thought bullshit this website And so I looked into it more because I wanted to see, like, what are they getting from it? What, what are they gaining from saying that they found each other? This is, we're going to teach you exactly how to do it. So you can come together with your twin. There's not going to be any questions. Nothing's going to be in your way. You just do what we say, go to our school, get it done. And bam, it's solved. 
And it was basically like you become a coach for somebody else. So you pay them to go to school. They teach you to be a coach. And then you coach other people. Who te- it's like a multi-level marketing. And I'm not saying that multi-level marketing is bad altogether. But it just, when they said the thing about you have to have sex with your twin, I was it just was like, no, no, no. And I felt like because it was tied in with the multi-level marketing and that statement that they're running people for their money. It just, deep in my heart, I really felt that. So I just want you guys to be real discerning. I don't want you to just be dishing your money out. But you can, you can hasten the healing if you have healers that know what they're doing. So if you have a trusted, like, Reiki master, um, some people do pranic healing. Um, I just want you to have people that you trust. And, you know, I guess learning from what I learned from Steve Hassan in his book about mind control and cults, You know, there's a list of questions that he asks. Don't ever give your physical address and, you know, your personal information until you've researched your this group. So if there's a group or even the heal a healer or whatever, you know, Google them. And like Steve Hassan said, one thing you can do is you um, put their name in. And then in quotation marks, you put like arrest records, um, court, things like that, like keywords, and see if anything generates from it. But really dig deep. Um, You can always Google and say, X members of such and such, you know, website or group or students of And sometimes you might get bad reviews, but you want to read those and see how many are there of them. And is that person available so that you can talk to them and say, hey, what the heck really happened if they didn't go into complete detail? Or you might read the review and go, yeah, like, okay, that's something I can handle. Like, we're all not going to have great experiences with every single person. But You really should be looking for that negative side of it just so you can discern that is it safe or is it not safe. I just want you guys to be really safe. And I don't know why I went on that tangent, but just be really safe. So you can hasten it. Um, Look for good healers that are, you know, safe. But I also don't want you to feel like you're powerless. Like if you don't have a healer, then you're not going to heal. I don't I don't believe that. I believe that we are very, as twins, we're very capable of slowing it down so we can see what it is that's being triggered. We can pinpoint it. We can change the narrative to it. Like I I taught you with, showed you with the Brooke Castillo life school coach model. You can use that. Um, we've talked about, you know, doing energy clearings, which you can do on your own. Um, you can use crystals, you can use Reiki, you can, you know, all these things. You can learn it yourself too, to do it. And 
I believe we're really strong. So then this is another point too. Um, a lot of people like to have readings done by, uh, I can't even think, psychics. There you go. And I'm not saying that they don't know what they're talking about, but you do have to be very careful when you're getting a reading because twins are so advanced that sometimes a psychic might, if they're not a twin, they aren't going to be in the same area. I'm not saying they're not as advanced, but they're not going to be in the same area as you. So they can't read you, if that makes sense. Like a psychic has to be open to the same energy level. And it, we're in a different energy level than a non-twin, or at least a twin that's not awakened yet. And so they might not be able to read past what you could have read yourself. Or they might give you bad advice. You know, um, I've even heard stories of people saying that they were told their twins bad news and they better run the other way. Well, your twin might come across as being bad news. They may have things going on that are struggles. Um, often, often, our twins do have things that are very intense going on and can really affect us and affect them and their deep issues that we can overcome. That's why we're here, absolutely, without a doubt. We can absolutely overcome them and become strong. So anyway, just, just be cautious. Be very, very cautious. Um, okay, so yes, healing is... I did have a healing process. I still have a healing process. I think forever and ever I will have a healing process. And I use Jill and Remy a lot because they're my people. And I've told you that before too. Like look for your people. You can feel it in your heart when you connect with the right people. And if somebody tells you that, well, you know, um, I'm beyond them. You know what? that's just not their person then. It doesn't mean that they don't have, like that Jill and Remy don't have the right answers. They have the right answers for me. Might not be the right answers for you, but I work with them because I can tell in my heart that those are my people. So uh, that's just a thought on the healing process. And then... There was another question that I got asked and I'm trying to remember what it was that I thought was interesting. Hmm. Of course, I can't remember it now. <laughs> well, anyway, maybe it wasn't meant to come out yet because I can't remember what it was. And I don't have my computer in front of me, so I cannot look at my email. Anyhow, I just wanted to pop on. Oh, I did want to tell you about connecting. I'm going to send out an email to everybody who I already have emails of and let you know this also. I did set up a group me where you can request to join. I don't know if you can request to join because I don't, I'm not good at this group me thing. I don't, I don't know that much about it. So I went and signed up for a new account and I, 
you can use your Facebook, you can use your Google, or you can create your account by using your email. So if you need to be protected, you could set up, you know, another email that doesn't give a lot of detail of who you are. Whoops, sorry if that was loud. I'm clunking over here. Anyway, and I was allowed to, did I choose my name? No, I think it filled it in for me, but it did ask for my phone number. I don't think you guys can see my phone number. It wouldn't matter if you did because I've given it to you publicly. But I'm j I just wanted to let you know what information it asked for. So it asked for an email and it did ask for my phone number so it could verify because it was on mobile. I don't know if you can use GroupMe on a laptop or desktop. I'm not really sure. But it's mostly through, you know, your handheld devices. Um, so I don't, I don't think you necessarily can look it up. I'm not really sure. Maybe somebody can fill me in on that. But what you can do, and this is what I'd prefer you do. I, I'm not going to, even if you could look it up, I'm not even going to accept anybody who requests to be in there. What I'm going to do is I want you to write to me at uh, twinflameauthor at gmail. And I want you to tell me that you want into the group me group. And I just called it gathering. So just tell me you want to join the gathering, which is really kind of a strange word. I'll tell you more about that. It's a word that got used in the cult a lot. But I thought it was appropriate that we're just all getting together. So just let me know you want to get in there and give me the email that you want me to use to send the invitation to. <clears throat> and then I, I'm pretty sure that I can send you an invitation via email so that you can um, jump into that group. So we'll give it a go, see how it goes. I guess the rules for it would be what you see here, you leave here. So anything that's in the group, I'd prefer you not share it with anybody else. <coughs> Respect people's privacy. Um, I won't tolerate anything mean. If I if I think it's mean, even if it, you know, if even if somebody uses the the sentence, well, I'm. It's just a fact. If it sounds mean to me, it's going to be gone. So you have to be kind. That's the number one rule. That's basically that's, that's it. Kindness and privacy. Okay. So anyway, go ahead, email me and I will send you an invite so you can join the group. And we'll see how that goes. I think that's pretty exciting. And um, yeah, I guess that's about it, you guys. Oh, I was going to say, too, that even though it's been four years, I know maybe some of you who are just starting out are like, I will never make it four years without having them in my life. I don't know. I don't want to discourage you and say that it might be four years or it might be ten. Um, I never, when I first started out, I would have never thought I would have gotten this far without somehow really coming into connection, like a better connection than we, what we have. But it really has given me so many gifts, you guys. Like, 
I, I really, I really would not have been able to shift this last paradigm with him that close. I really don't feel like I could have. I think it would have been way too much, way too much complication, way too messy. And I think it just needed to be that way. And I think we knew this ahead of time. So everything is coming in its own good time, you know, and not to say that you shouldn't keep working and keep your eye on the prize and know that you're together. So this is one thing I did had shared on the call that how I imagine it is like before we incarnated here, I feel like we've incarnated again and again together to do different things. But before we incarnated this time, I feel like we were, you know, up in the ethers, wherever that is. And we're sitting there together and we're looking at the earth and we're like, man, that place is messed up. And basically having a discussion with the spirit team, like, how can we help? What's the best way to do it? And my twin and I are like, you know, we could do it if we go down and, hey, you do this, you go over here and you be stuck over, you know, doing this weird cult thing. And I'll go over here and we'll be in different locations and I'll have kids and you have kids and then we'll both have relationships that we're stuck in and um, just general things, you know, that, and, and when we're in those paradigms, we are so strong and so beautiful and so full of light and so attracted to each other that we'll be able to shift that paradigm so other people can see how it heals. And we'll heal for other people and we'll shift the paradigm. And once enough of us shift the paradigm, the paradigm will be shifted and there'll be more light on earth. So we're like, you know, pinky promising each other, um, you know, kiss each other on the forehead. You get up from your conversation, you put on all your warrior armor, you pick up your sword and you head to earth and you're like, we're doing this shit. You know, we've got this. And then you get here and you're like, first of all, you forget who you are. So you have to remember because that's the process of becoming human. You forget who you are. Well, when you're a baby, you probably remember. But then as you get older, you forget and you get caught up in all the earthly stuff. Then you remember who you are. You awaken and then we're stuck in the paradigm. We are the paradigm. We are. We we live it every single day. We just think, how is this ever going to change? How are we going to shift this? How this person's not even remotely interested in me. That's how it can look sometimes. But I try to go back to that place where we were before we came here and we pinky promised and we stood up and we put our armor on and gave each other a kiss and said we've got this shit and I try to go back there to that place so that when I'm here and we're not together and I think he has no interest like in being connected in in any sort of form or way and I think he's over there his spiritual self is like winking at me like wink wink like remember 
don't forget, don't forget, you know. And I feel like remembering it like that gives me a lot of solace. Like I know, I know he knows. And I know I know. And that we're doing what we have to do right now to shift it the best way we know. And I might have some more healing to do before, you know, we can connect better. There may be another paradigm that needs to shift. There may be something for him that needs to shift. Um, and it's okay. I think we'll be okay. And I'm, I'm not saying that it's never going to happen. I don't believe that for a second. If you, some people also tell you that. There's also a lot of propaganda out there that says the only reason that you meet your twin is so that you can awaken. And I know we've talked about this too. I can't believe I've been rambling for almost 40 minutes. But anyway, um, there's a lot of propaganda that says that too, right? That the only reason you met them in the first place is that so you could be spiritually awakened. And now that you're spiritually awakened, that's all you need from them. So it's like, I am so sorry that you met this other half of your spirit. Because, too bad, you don't get to reconnect with that. Nope, nope, sorry. I don't know, I just showed it to you because I knew you needed to wake up. Like, no, that is not how it's supposed to be. You may decide, like, if you feel in your heart of hearts, like, really deeply that you guys are not going to come together physically, that could be an option for you. But if you feel really drawn, like, you need to be with that person, you feel like you physically need to be near that person, you know, whatever kind of connection it needs to be, you need to go with that. I really strongly believe that if you've seen your twin face to face and you've awakened to that, that's who they are. And that's the only expl explanation for it. You need to go with that and set your eyes on that fact that you guys are going to connect. So like I've said this before too, I feel like this is completely repetitive, but I guess maybe somebody somewhere needs to hear it. Like, try not to put them into a box and say, listen, I only want to be with you if you're going to get down on your knee and ask me to marry you. Because that makes it harder for them to come because that might not be what your mission was. Or, you know, you're like pushing it too far. Like, it may come to that someday. But just knowing that you're going to come together and just leaving it wide open because you're not, you know, maybe they're not able to get down on one knee quite yet. So if you can leave the mission open, like just leave that whole, like, yes, we're coming together. I have no idea what that's going to look like. I don't know. It might be emailing each other day, every day for the next 365 days. You need to appreciate whatever it is. If you're talking to your twin on the phone, if you're emailing your twin, if whatever connection. And I know sometimes when we only have connections that are written 
or we're only talking to them on the phone. We always want more. Our soul wants to literally be next to their soul. The closest I feel like twins can always get is to be physically touching. Of course, like just standing in the same space is even, you know, is good. So the closer you get, obviously the better it gets. But the closest that you personally could be is touching each other. And uh, so many twins have said to me, I don't need anything else but just to be next to you. I just need to hold your hand or put my head on your chest to hear your heart or hug you or whatever it might be. So touching obviously is the ultimate, but, and of course that's what we want. Our soul absolutely wants that because we want to reconnect. And that is the most intense way to reconnect is by physical touch. But if you are talking to them on the phone or emailing or you're in social media or you see them once a week or whatever the case might be, try to be as grateful as you can for what you've got going. Because like even those small moments, and they're never enough. I totally get it, you guys. When I was in the bubble phase, it's never enough. It's never enough. It, even when out of the bubble phase, when we had the reunion and we spent the day like off and on, like I'd run into him, not run into him, run into him, not run into him for this one event that we did. And basically we were in the same space together for the entire day. It was not enough. I can tell you when I left that event, I wanted to lie down on the ground and ball because my soul says more. So I totally understand that it's never enough, but we have to have some balance to that too. And remember to be grateful for what you do have, the little tiny things, even if it's just connecting in the fifth dimension and you don't have any connection in the 3D. You know, just try your very, very best to be grateful for what you do have and know there's good things coming in the future. Really amazing, beautiful, good things. I promise they are coming. As hard as it might be sometimes, as exhausting as it might be sometimes, there are good, beautiful, wonderful things coming. So we will get through this. We'll get through this together. And on that note, if you want to join our group me group, um, send me an email that you would like the invitation sent to, and I will do my best to send that to you. And I will try to answer those fairly quickly, because I think if we can just get everybody in the group that maybe we just being in the presence of other twins will help us move forward. I think we can be a massive movement of light going forward. So let's do this, you guys. Let's get it rolling. Maybe when we do get in there, we could like do an introduction. You know, when you first get in, you can just introduce yourself and maybe tell us a little backstory about your twin obviously the more you share 
um, it, it makes you a little bit vulnerable, but the more you share, the more people are going to get to know who you are and remember who you are and connect with you. And our energies are really going to connect and we're going to be, we're going to be powerful. We're going to be a powerful group, you guys. So, yep, go ahead, send me the email you want to invite to, and I'll get it out as quickly as I possibly can. I'll check them every evening. So, all right, everybody have an amazing day. And thank you for the questions that you ask me. I appreciate it. I don't mind sharing. It does make me a bit vulnerable sometimes because I'm always thinking, like when I'm talking to you guys, I'm always thinking, what if this person's listening or what if that person is listening? But I know this is my journey and my story and I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I just f go forward, forge forward. And yeah, I, I'm just grateful that you guys aren't afraid to ask questions and to share with me. And I'm so grateful for all of you. All right. Everybody have a super, super good week. I am aiming, absolutely aiming to have a story to read. I We're just getting more every day and it's so exciting. And I promise I'm slowly working on the edits. And if your story was here with me, I do have it. I'm working on it. I will send it back ASAP as soon as as soon as I can. It might take me a few weeks, but I will get it back to you. All right, everybody have a super good week. I love you all. Namaste.